Thank you for joining us for Effective Heart Change, the podcast that will discuss how to apply faith principles to real-life situations. This is Effective Heart Change. So here we are. This is the last one, Dale, Effective Heart Change, step-by-step of the spiritual foundations. It's been, it's been an interesting uh, journey. Uh, a lot of great information in here. We hope that uh, uh, the folks that tune into the podcast are getting uh, enlightenment. We're going to talk about perspective today, and, and uh, uh, there have been some really nice things to, to consider and employ in inculcate, one of my favorite words. Don't know what it means, but <laughs> you like to use big words. Okay. Yeah, well, only only the ones I know, both of them. <laughs> but it it's been really it's been good. It's been good for me. So thank you. This one I'm going to draw a little bit more from my work with the addiction recovery, mm-hmm. just because the process is so much more animated when you're dealing with addicts. I see the exact same process with all people, but you know, it's just like alive and in color with addicts. And AA talks about, they talk about the three-month pink cloud. And during that three months, you've got a person who's been out on the street, and they're out there, and they're struggling, and somehow they finally get it turned around. They get off alcohol, or they get off drugs, and they usually have about a three-month period where everything's just like wonderful, because I know what it was like to live on the street. I know what it was like to be down and to be completely broken. And those first few months of being out of that, it's just like the world is brighter, it's more colorful, everything is better. And so it's a pink cloud of, you know what, that can't bother me today because I'm in a good place. Life is good for the time of me. So you get that kind of a pink cloud place, and that tends to happen with almost everybody. It doesn't always last a full three months. Sometimes it's a day, you know, sometimes it's 30 days or whatever. But it's amazing how much of the time is three months. Then after that three-month period is over, there's almost always the wall or whatever you want to call it, where you just, you drop off into a black hole. And this You need to know these kind of things for perspective because this is what it looks like when you're rebuilding foundations, when you're trying to restore this whole thing. There's going to be a good period, and then there's going to be a period where it all falls apart. And if you don't have that perspective, you're going to give up on all of it, and you're going to lose it, and you're not going to be able to get all the way through it. So the pink cloud is kind of a ray of hope. It Uh, is. There's a... a Oh, wow. There's a chance that I might not be as bad as I think I am. But the reality is spiritual growth is a lifetime job. It's, it's what we are, I, I believe, why we were placed here, <laughs> why we were created. It, 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 the whole thing of uh, becoming the person God designed you to be, uh, I don't believe ever ends. But uh, we take we take joy in those moments that we can, there's a bright light, there's a ray of hope, there's that pink cloud, and, and then what are, where do we go from there? Well, the title of this one is called Perspective. 
And it's interesting because perspective is perspective. It depends on your location. Whatever your location is, that's where you're going to see from. So a person who's been in the gutter, who even comes up a few steps, that perspective is, oh, wow, pink cloud. Now, when we're working with people a year from now, if they were still at the level that their original pink cloud uh, happened, it's kind of like, are you kidding me? That's terrible. You know, perspective has changed. After a year, you should be in a different place. But here's what's normal. Everybody has the highs, the mountaintops. They have the lows. They have the valleys. Then they also have the plateaus where I'm kind of stuck in the middle. And of course, the mountaintops are like, wow, I'm growing. It tends to be good on the perspective. The valleys are, I'm awful. Is it ever going to get better? But I think sometimes it's actually almost worse to be stuck in that plateau where it's like, is, is anything ever going to change? Am I going to be able to get better? All of those create a short-term perspective. So I've got that. I've got highs. I've got lows, et cetera. But then you've got to get the picture of the long-term. You've got this graph that's there, but on my next high, I go quite a bit higher than my last high. And my low isn't quite as low. And my plateau is at a, at a different place. Perspective. That's what I'm looking for when I'm working with people. I'm like, what's the trend line? Is this graph moving up? Is it moving down? Is it pretty much sideways? Are we actually making real changes? Are we getting the layers in place? And are we growing this thing forward? Or are we kind of stuck in our normal up and down mode? And when I get an up mode, it's like, oh, life is wonderful now. I'm in an up mode. Well, that'll last for 30 seconds, 30 minutes, whatever, but it's not going to stay there. I went through an experience in my life, uh, late teens uh, to my mid-20s. A lot of things in my family blew up. Uh, I questioned how I'd lived. Not that what I'd done was bad, but I, what I was questioning is, is it really what I believe? So I was questioning my perspective. And for eight, ten years, uh, my life was a roller coaster. I went high, high, and low, low, and the only time I saw normal was passing through, and and uh, it was frustrating. I mean, the highs were wonderful, I thought, and and the the lows were awful. I was sure, but I couldn't I couldn't land any any one spot. I was always on the move, and and it even took a geographical thing. I spent my my uptimes mostly in Oregon and my downtimes here. But uh, it, it was just an interesting process. But in the process, I came to be very aware of my perspective and was able to start making changes that were beneficial to level things out. Enjoy the mountaintop when you're there. You're going to hit the bottom. You're going to be out there and... and, and that doesn't mean you have to stay there. It, it's interesting that you share that because I know you, I interact with you. I know the fond memories that you have for Oregon. And so here you are, you just basically laid out the basis for that. When I was in a good place, I'd be in Oregon. When I was in a bad place, I'd be here. So now you get that associated with a particular location when actually it really is more about what's going on inside mm -hmm. of you. Absolutely. And so when you get that perspective, again, all of these, the, the title of this one is perspective. When you start seeing these kinds of things and you understand, 
that the purpose of life is to grow. The purpose of life is to be transformed into the image of Christ. I want the rest of my life for me to be able to continue to grow, to continue to take the next step, to be able to love more, to be able to give more. I mean, that's, that's what wakes me up in the morning and I'm fired up about it. I don't want to just live the way I did yesterday. I, I want to get to that next step. I want to get to that final step of committing and being in mission and touching lives and changing people. Well, that doesn't happen overnight. Mountaintop's a beautiful place to be. Uh, the pits is the pits, uh, but you're not going to live either place. You can't survive on the mountaintop, but you can enjoy the view. And, and you don't want to survive or uh, reside in the pits, but it, there's a learning place, and, and both of them count. Uh, and, and what we process, the perspective we take, is, is the uh, reward of spending time there. And there's also, as I referred to before, there's a trend line. That hopefully the peaks are getting higher now. I, I don't know. They're, they're just perspective again. People who are in that low, the highs really feel unbelievably high. And as the years go on, if you try to repeat those, that's sick too. So that's not what I'm saying. But the trend line just keeps going up. Why? I'm more in the image of Christ. I'm more like who God wanted me to be and is calling me to be. Then I can give life to the people around me. Let's take a few moments to explore where we've been, and we will continue right after this. Today we're talking about perspective, and one of the things I want to put out there in order to create hopefully some realism, there is no timetable. Hmm. I mean, if you think about it, a lot of times I refer to there are negative tens, you know, on a scale of one to ten. Occasionally people have done some really good digging. We, we have the joke in, in the ministry a lot where I talk about if you find yourself in a hole, stop. Digging. Quit digging, yes. Yes. Well, we have some people who come into the program who have done some serious digging for years, and they keep hitting bottom. And I, my, my theory is there is no bottom. There's always a deeper bottom. There's always a worse bottom. And especially when it's generational, when you have entire family systems that have become sick, and they're passing that sickness down to the next generation, and then the bottoms get deeper and deeper and deeper you get people who I refer to as a minus 10. It's going to take some really good work just to get to a zero, just to get to a starting place where I can go, oh, now I can see who God wants me to be. Now I've got to do the work for all of that. When people come in and they're so just messed up and it's so dark and it's so tangled and there's like nobody in their sphere that has any healthiness at all, it's like they can't even see where they need to go. So that's, there, there's a starting point, point that is minus 10, and it's going to take a minus 10 a lot longer than it is someone who comes in and maybe they're at a five. Process is similar for just about anyone, but it's a lot longer, a lot slower if, if you've dug really deep into that hole. Happens that uh, I've used that system, <laughs> that number system. 
I remember saying to someone, I feel so low about a minus, on a scale of one to 10, I'm minus 13. That's the, that's the lowest that I've sunk. Uh, and and uh, given my change in attitude, I don't think I'll ever be back down nearly that far. But it does go up and down. And, and you make a great point that uh, some people are in a better uh, personal situation as far as temperament, as far as help, as far as their relationship with God to deal with the, the, the lows that come. They do come. Everyone has them. And, and so we, we don't need to spend a lot of time on the pity pot because woe is me. Uh, poor me. Everything's happening. Uh, change your perspective and you'll change your place. And as we talked about last time, mountaintops happen, the lows happen, no matter which level you are, hopefully a year from now, your lows will actually be higher than your mountaintops were. I mean, that's, that's what we hope for when you're working with addicts and you're working with people who start at a broken level. So yes, it doesn't matter who you are, where you are, you're going to have the ups, you're going to have the downs. And I would say that, again, I say this a lot, we're all addicts. We're all addicted to something. Uh, and most of us, most all of us, in fact, I venture to say all of us, are addicted to self. And, and we put that above all other things at, at, from time to time. And that anytime we replace God uh, as, the, as the head of everything, uh, we're, we're suffering some sort of addiction. You know, invariably, people in the community or people walking into the program will say, well, so how long? How long will it take? You life. Know, and, and, and you're, yeah, life you, is the best answer. You, that's great. You've been given life. That, that, that <laughs> yeah, is. If, that's a, if that's a sentence in the prison, that's one thing, but this is not, this is, you've been given it for life and hopefully life eternal. And how do you think people would respond to me if, if my answer was, how long will it take for, for me to be good to go to? go out of the program and be back here and good. And if I just said life, I mean, how do you think people would respond at that? I think you'd have their attention. Uh, I would have their attention. <laughs> but it's interesting, even as much as I've worked with it and the perspective that I have, sometimes I have a little bit of an idea. I have an idea that, hey, we can do it shorter, we can do it longer. But the truth is, most of the time, I don't really have an idea. I mean, it, it is so complex. What you're offering is your perspective of their perspective. And and you really don't know where they're coming from very much in the, in the outset, at least. You, a lot of times, can get at least an initial evaluation of how deep the hole is. Yeah. And one of the things that's huge there is resources. So if their family is still somewhat intact, if they still have some healthy people to connect with, maybe they've, they were in the church and they have mentors, and so they've got some quality relationships somewhere. All of those things feed in, and a lot of times it's not about the person themselves. It's about the connections. It's about the relationships. And the more of those that are in place, the, the quicker this thing can happen. Now, that's one of the things that really concerns me greatly in terms of our nation right now, because you're losing entire belief systems right now that are healthy belief systems and replacing it with things that are very much unhealthy. And so the, the escalation of anger, the, the confrontations, all of the different things that are going on, you, 
you have authoritarian responses back and forth. And we talked about this in a previous program. All of that is a backdrop that that backdrop is impacting every single individual that we're working with or, or that God is working with to try to grow them up because all of that peripheral stuff, it's not peripheral, it's real, it's engaged. All of that stuff is going to impact how long will it take, how much effort will it take. These are real questions that it's hard to wrap our brains around, but where we're at as a societal level right now is impacting our ability to help people at an individual level. Those questions just point to the reality that, that we have a misconception of, of how we grow and how we improve. It, it's not some magic wand. It's not some, I do this, I say this, and, and I'm there. It's work. And, and that process, uh, I, I dare say they're, they're workaholics. I've, I've known a few. There's, there's, good, there's a good connotation for work, and there's a bad connotation for work. Uh, work is important. Uh, to have something that you pour yourself into is important, but it is not the most important thing. It isn't something to get obsessed with and stay obsessed with. And, and the, the, the idea that it can happen quickly, uh, I don't have to work, runs contrary to that idea. Uh, it also creates expectations that aren't realistic. It's going to take some time. No matter, no matter how sick we are, it takes time to get well. And, and we need to be uh, able to commit to that kind of a effort. And again, no matter how hard you work, how hard you work does make a difference in terms of how quickly you overcome, how quickly you can get there. It can make a difference. But today, people turn on the news. You've got a down cycle. We feel that in the program every day. You can feel that social backdrop, the pessimism, the heaviness, all of that. Well, that's a factor that plays into every individual's recovery. So we would like to think that, well, I'm in a, in a dark place. I can just overcome this all by myself. That's not realistic. When people begin to understand, wow, I need other people, I need positive connections, and we can create a positive atmosphere, that's going to move the process along in positive ways. But I'm telling you over and over again, there's no way to set a number on what recovery looks like, on what growth looks like. This is one of those processes that's a little bit forward, a little bit back, up, down, sideways, all around. We want something we can get our hands on oh, this is what it's going to take. No, how about if you just live today, walk today where God wants you to be? That's the right perspective, and that'll get you a long ways. Let's take a moment to review, and then we will continue. In the last segment, we were talking about the need for the people around and how people around make a difference. One of the things we talk about a lot is the one another lifestyle. When you can get a group and they're being for one another, they're being cheerleaders. They, they actually, it's like, hey, I want you to succeed. And that's happening back and forth. Again, that's just incredibly powerful. 
Now, an extension of that that is really important, I call it the God-created person. If I'm working with someone and I can get them to see this is who God created you to be, and they begin to get that sense of purpose and that sense of this is who I am, and there's some meaning being laid out and some worth being laid out there. It's direction. It's direction, absolutely. That becomes incredibly powerful towards motivation. Motivation then hopefully creates consistency, and it's that consistency that will absolutely make a huge difference in terms of the time frame, which is back to the perspective. I've got to get consistency one day at a time. You can speed it up maybe a little bit, but I'm going to tell you, you can't speed the process up a whole lot. What you can do, you can really slow it down. You can really tear the process of recovery and growth up. Which isn't somebody. all bad, slowing it down. Oh, slowing it down's not bad. I, I, was, I thought you were going to say that, that when you blow it up, when you destroy it, it's not all bad. Well, that one's not so good, although I would have to even agree there. Where God talks about is, you know, I'd rather you be hot or cold. There's times when you blow it all up, you're actually then willing to take the steps you need to take to get better after you've blown it if up. If you get desperate enough to blow it up, you're looking for an alternative. And looking for an alternative is perspective. Uh, we, we stop. We had a lot of different language there today. Freeze, stop, step back. Uh, all of those are, are, are pause to kind of get ourselves together and, and take stock in where we understand we are, whatever degree we understand. And then we've, we've decided to blow it up, so now we're looking for a different direction. And then that's, that direction is, 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 a, is a focus like east, north, west, what, a direction literally. And direction is also something you take advice from someone else, learn from someone else that helps move you in a direction. And Psalm 139, to me, is so powerful. God knew you before you ever were. He knew you in the womb. You were created for a day. You were created for a time. You're not an accident. If you start with that scriptural understanding, and you understand, okay, I've got a purpose, I've got a place. And people invariably, they're looking for this voice from God to show up or, you know, handwriting on the wall or whatever. They're looking for some kind of almost a magical thing that points them in a right direction. And what I say over and over again, step back, discover who you are, discover who God created you to be, look at those deep core values, look at those deep fires and passions within you. That is a roadmap to who you're supposed to be. And if you simply become who God created you to be in the manner in which God wants you to live it, you're pretty much there. Now, obviously, a lot of times people are like, well, should I go to Africa? Am I supposed to do this? I mean, I mean they're looking for a specific task, a mountain to climb. I'm going to climb Mount Everest, and when I climb Mount Everest, I'll make a name for myself. That's not so much about the will of God. Here's where I encourage you to be. I encourage you to find that person God created you to be, live in it, get transformed, grow, become like Christ, have the humility, have the gentleness, but also have the boldness, have the strength. When you begin to put on Christ in that way, literally inside of the passions that you have. Now, let me talk about that for a little bit. 
When you've got a light shining, the lampshade does what? It kind of shapes the light. Same thing here. Your created person, your passions, who you are, is going to give shape to the life of Christ that looks completely different from anyone else alive. Now you're getting down to your real purpose. We joked, semi-joking, with getting life. That's exactly what you just described. We get life. And, and life is what it's about. It isn't, it isn't uh, I'm going to be this or that. That's a little bit of it, but it isn't the whole thing. We get to live day by day, moment by moment, in the presence of God. That's life, and that's what, that's what the real reward is. I, I joke a lot, and I use the phrase, when I grow up. But a lot of the time, I'm not joking. I mean, I'm still looking at some of the things that are going on in my life, and I'm like, man, when am I ever going to grow past that? And I'm, I've watched, especially over the last five years, and you would think I'm old enough at this point that I shouldn't be growing at this rate, but I've looked at the last five years, and I'm seeing what God has done, and I'm just like, wow, this is amazing. So what's out there ahead of me? And I'm still at a place where I'm looking forward to what God is going to do because I want to be able to touch lives. I want to be able to be a light for Him. It's just, it's fun to live in a place where at my age, I still don't feel like I've grown up. I haven't become all that God wants me to be. I'm, I'm always a little put off with, with our complaints about getting old. Uh, what you're describing is I see as an appreciation. You, you appreciate life more uh, the more you've seen. That's a possibility, and that's where we're living, at least. But, but uh, that idea of you can't wait for the next day. And, and life is fun. Life is a good place to be. Uh, I'm no hurry to die. I know where I'm going, but I'm enjoying life now as much, if not more, than I ever have. And it's because I have an appreciation for God's creation, and that I'm in that. So perspective is me seeing the bigness of this picture of, wow, where could I grow? What could I do? How, how can I touch my grandkids? How Maybe someday, how can I touch my great-grandkids? See, I mean, all of those kinds of things where you've got these visions, these different parts, and you're thinking, maybe, just maybe, a program like this could go out to the ends of the earth. Who knows? Or, or Share not. what you have. You, what you've been gifted with in life, uh, you're meant to share. Uh, you talk about it, you, 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 it comes in. You, if you hold on to it, uh, it's no good to anybody. And including you, because it's going to spoil you. But if you give it away, uh, there's, there's nothing better. It is line upon line, precept upon precept here, a little, there a little, Isaiah 28. And when you get a hold of that and you understand this is a life dance, I mean, this is something that you're going to be pursuing forever and ever. If you see it the right way, it's not about overcoming these broken parts. It's about me literally stepping into a fullness, and I'm still living this stuff. I'm still growing up into this stuff, and I hope and I pray that some of you will get that same passion uh, to where, you know, that it's just radiating out. Great stuff. If you can think about it like this, this is a good perspective. It's a God perspective. We want to ask some questions about it, and then we'll wrap it all up after this. Oh, 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 oh,
Well, Dale, we are on our final dance in the uh, Spiritual Foundations Step-by-Step series. Actually, I didn't think about Step-by-Step being a dance, but it could be. Well, there are steps in dance. There are. Uh, I taught dance. Did you know that? I did not know that. I I'd, I'd never... Uh, we went, I went to dances uh, in my years until I got to college, and I had uh, PE. I had social dance okay. to start with, and then we went on to several other kinds. And I liked it so much that uh, I helped teach it for three years. You, you, you know, that just kind of changes my whole perspective of Dale. <laughs> I, I, I was pretty... Pretty good on my feet at one time, but you know I've gotten over that. I I, I said uh, after the, uh, the the right after the break, this last break, uh, may I have this dance? And I, that's an invitation that God is giving, and and it's a lifetime thing too. And it is and it, past. And that's the way it should be. It should be fun. It should be yeah. celebratory. And again in a in a broken world and in a heavy world it's it's hard to live in that passionate fun joyful manner i i have trouble with that i'm i'm that that burden bearer i'm i'm that workaholic so man i need that perspective dancing at best is syncopated um, but smooth It's two people uh, that are moving together, and there's joy in the movement, there's grace in the movement, there's, there's a singleness of purpose. Uh, you know, the, the man's supposed to lead, the woman's supposed to follow. But there's a give and take in, in, in that dancing that really speaks to me about how we should be working to be a good partner to dance with God and in whatever direction he... He's leading and I'm following, and, and uh, that, that movement across the floor through life is, is going to be more of a joy uh, and not a burden because uh, there's a singleness that, that's there, two people as one. You know, in college courses, uh, things are generally divided into the sciences and into the arts, <laughs> and so what you're talking about are the arts. It's people. It's relationship. It's creativity. You also have very much a fact-based, science-based education side. And one of the lines that I have written in, in the materials that we're working off is, is, it's our educational approach to help the dysfunctional person does very little to transform these spiritual layers. It's interesting. There is an educational side. If I didn't believe that, we wouldn't be doing these programs because I'm trying to bring out information. Information is incredibly important. But what we have done, we have made education the answer to everything. So if I pull you in and I give you information, you're supposed to be able to take that and translate that into life change in a way that you become a better person, you overcome addiction. That's our approach. We have education for just about everything. Well, we're dealing with more of an art form here. We're dealing with people learning how to connect with God, walk with God. We're dealing with people, learning how to connect with people, walk with people. And when we're able to create a positive environment, now positive doesn't mean no confrontation. There's healthy confrontation in a positive environment. But when we're able to develop a positive environment where we're living the one another lifestyle, we're for one another, we're coming together, there's a kind of a dance that develops here 
that's when this thing really starts to work. Because if you go back to the first layers, what happens? The first three layers are primarily someone from the outside sewing into the younger children. Mm -hmm. and That's you, a dance. That's a dance. It's going on. And then you begin to move into the next three layers are much more about self. And the child is beginning to discover self. And, and there's a need for the parent to come alongside and push them on the bicycle and say, oh, you can do this, take right. off and live in that realm. And then you get to the last three layers where it's much more about, okay, now you have a mission. Let's begin to lay down your life. Let's begin to live in a way that positively impacts other people. There's just this beautiful picture of life and what it should like through the layers and the stages. That second stage is learning the steps and, and, and uh, coordinating with your partner. There's there's someone else involved, and it's not all about you. You're not, you're not out there. And I, I laugh at it when I see uh, people in situations where they're dancing alone. <laughs> and, and basically, that's what we do as a child in our minds. It's, it's all about us. And, and then we recognize that, that, oh, there's somebody else here. So then, then you learn steps with somebody else. And then there's the joy of, of the real dance. And again, perspective. Perspective comes back to when you're working with other people and it's interactive, you don't necessarily have a ton of control over this. And that's what we don't like. We, we think that we should be able to jump into this race, jump into this dance, jump into this thing, and we should be able to run it with, with all of our vigor and energy. And wow, we're just going to race through these steps. Well, no. Frankly, when a person hits bottom, they're not going to get better unless they have a person there, unless somebody is there who's able to offer them the strength that they need. This thing is so cooperative. It's so interactive. And that's what we've missed. We've made it very linear. We've made it very much about, I'm going to give you information and you just go figure it out. It's so much more social than we tend to make it and social systems than we tend to make it. And that's what we need in order to get better. There's no success without direction. That, that's such a great statement. And that direction, going back to the last segment, is what? I get a hold of God's will for my life. How can we have meaning apart from that? I mean, our, in, our world today is trying to define meaning apart from that. And I, I think that's why you get some of the money-hungry people or the power-hungry people or or whatever, because I mean, what what meaning in? The... Or people de people deny God. Uh, they, they, it's all it's all science or whatever the 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 replacement. But instead of looking to the Creator and and for to dancing with Him in in a way that uh, uh, He's designed us to to dance. Uh, we have all other kinds of answers, and usually it's about me and not about him. Now, there is a science side. Yeah. I do encourage you to go back. That's why we laid out the stages. Go back and look at it and go, wow, I'm really struggling with the safe layer. Then you better get some people around you, if that's what you identify, who can pour that into you and allow this thing to work out. Maybe I'm struggling in the creativity layer. I don't have confidence to do life. I don't have confidence to try new things and to explore my world. 
Well, then you need somebody who's going to be a cheerleader who says, go, 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 try this, try this. Or maybe you're over here in the integrity area. That one's not so fun. You've got somebody kind of looking over their glasses, so to speak, going, uh, really? You're doing what? And so at each of the different stages, you need different dance partners, if you will. You need different people who are going to come alongside and connect. And when God orchestrates that and brings this thing together, it can have some really beautiful outcomes. Some of those dance partners are instructors, and some of them are partners. And, and it, uh, it's good to have both, and, and it's good to recognize the value. It's interesting. I had someone the other day really challenge me in the, in the area of mentors. And, and my response was, at this point, I have probably more peers than mentors. You know, 40 years ago, I had almost entirely mentors. Well, as you grow and you get through that, yeah, at some point, hey, let's, let's do this thing together. And, and you're more in the doing of life and maybe not quite as much in the learning. Now, I've said very clearly, I'm still in the learning stages. And I'm learning from whoever it is, whether it's mentors or whatever. Find that place. Find those people that, that set you on fire, that help you go, help you go in good directions. And I'm not talking about towards your own pleasure. So I'm not talking in a sick way. I'm talking into becoming the person God has created you to be. That's what all this is about. Our questions should be, what do I have to offer? But our search should be, what does that person have to offer? And in that process of sharing, mentor to student to mentor, it goes back and forth, and that's rich. And in the spiritual steps, these layers that are step by step, we move from that place, we move from receiving, 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 to exploring, 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 to giving, giving, giving. It's a beautiful life process. When you see it and you walk in it, it's amazing to be able to walk with God step by step through these layers. It'll transform you. It'll transform the people around you. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope this is challenging you to become who God has created you to be. Video production, editing, and audio by Matthew. Set design and setup by Ashley. Content recorded live at Studio 104. <laughs> I love it when you call me baby. All right, we're going to do, uh, Patrick, you can just do claps and then we'll do five seconds of silence. <laughs>